0: Because no one ever said life is fair. Here is Foul Territory with Jeff and Jen on Sports Overnight America. Hello, everyone. Good evening and welcome in. It
2: is Sports Overnight America. I hope everybody had a great holiday weekend. Uh, We did not pull out the grill this week, but uh, I imagine throughout the country, uh, not necessarily the last Barbecue of summer, but uh, certainly the last holiday of the summer, everything is, uh, you know, five day work weeks going through uh, through now until depends on if you get Columbus Day off, but really possibly it's first, it's the last day off that we had on Monday until we get to Thanksgiving.
3: I don't think anyone gets Columbus Day off. I think we get Indigenous Peoples Day off. Yeah,
2: they're talking about you know trying to create a holiday for Election Day, which I think is just a gigantic mistake. I don't think that... No, we...
3: anytime we can have a day off and don't have to work. Um, yeah, I, I'm for it. I mean, I'm for recognizing all these little holidays that oh, and typically and,
2: we haven't. And, you know, and obviously the post office are no banks, banks
3: no mail no gen yeah. Yeah, the yeah more of these holidays the the more naps i get
2: yet yeah, here you are because no bag no mail no gen, Not uh, only affects your uh your nine to five
3: yeah uh, still decided to hang out tonight all
2: right and then we've got speaking of hanging out tonight we've got uh daniel up in san francisco daniel did you have a good weekend
4: did have a good weekend uh didn't do anything today though so have no issues being here at all
2: yeah the the Monday, uh, I you know, we did so much weekend that I ran out of weekend to do. And I think I just laid down to take a nap, uh, you know, while we had the uh, Clemson Duke game on, and we had an upset there. Not the only upset of the weekend. Not the only surprise of the weekend. Uh, you know, we're a week from the, and uh, we're just a couple of days from the NFL season starting. Uh, I want to go through the, a crazy week one in college football. That, that begins the shaping of the season. And, of course, uh, we've got important games in Major League Baseball. Jen Rich is here with me. Daniel Ogden's in San Francisco. I'm Jeff Rich. Uh, We're here in Phoenix, Arizona. We've got Sports Overnight America for you. It's the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and
0: we'll be right back. That's
5: 800-943-2153. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou a Term Provider 800-345-2789 Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well you may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new one million dollar policy remember call big lou he's like you except he's only on number two Call Term Provider at 800-345-2789. That's 800-345-2789. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. She's flipping the script. It's time for her to
1: ask the questions. Here's Jen Rich with today's headlines.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sports Overnight America. Jen Rich with you from Phoenix. Jeff Rich is sitting here with me. Uh, Daniel Ogden will be chiming in periodically. When you're not listening to us live, make sure you check us out on the social medias at What's Up Riches, at Jeff Rich Talks, at A Girl of Many Hats. And, of course, don't forget the Sports Byline Network at Sports Byline USA. Jeff, week one, college football, a lot of it. Uh, there was a lot of talk it. about it.
2: Uh, you know, we, we had our week zero, uh, games, uh, weekend ago, and, uh, that was a lot of fun to really focus on, uh, some schools, some games that, uh, ordinarily wouldn't draw much of our attention, but, uh, you know, when in Rome and, uh, when the selection is scarce, you don't get too picky. Uh, that all changes in week one because you have football on Thursday football on Friday. you have a lot of football on Saturday. Uh, we got three games on Sunday and one game on Monday night and I'm gonna say that the big ticket items of the weekend uh, would be the, the you know the primetime game on Sunday uh, statement game for Mike Norvell and company uh, to you know make a splash make a splash in the opening week. The ACC is out there for the taking as evidenced by uh, what we saw in Durham on Monday night. Uh, Colorado, uh, you know, it wasn't just Deion Sanders recruiting FBS talent to go beat up on FCS talent at Jackson State. It seems to have translated both, uh, you know, both his coaching philosophy And the uh, the talent that he brought over from his previous school, because you could basically follow your coach in college football without consequence anymore because of the uh, new transfer protocol uh, rules. So uh, and and I don't think that we should underscore too much the uh, Mike Elko's Duke team uh, dominating. Clemson in the second half. This looked like a game in the first half. Okay, Duke's excited about the crowd. Uh, you know, first game of the season, uh, big monster uh, brand opponent coming in in Clemson, but Clemson didn't look the part. Clemson uh, it looked very shaky on offense, and uh, they only put seven points on the board. Uh, but you know, the prevailing headline of the weekend is that. A Colorado team that won a game a year ago already has matched their win total, and they've beaten a ranked team for the first time in a really, really long time. Daniel, I don't want to get too excited about things here in the swan song for the Pac-12, but... Do you think Colorado makes some noise in the, the actual conference hunt? I, you know, we, we've got to be prisoners of the moment. We have a very small sample size with Dion and company um, and everybody in the Pac-12 one this weekend. But how legit do you feel Colorado is? I mean, with
4: that, with Hunter out there, I don't – I mean, he's I, – I don't really – even against SEC players, I don't really see how he's not going to be at least like – you know, the top, in the top two to three players on the field. So I think that's, like, if you have that type of a playmaker or playmaking ability, uh, you know, you always kind of have a chance. I don't know about the quarterback yet. I'm still, you know, I'd like to see more of him. Um, but clearly I think Hunter is, like, pretty legit in terms of talent. Um, I don't know how he's going to be able to sustain that for a whole year, though, is my other question on that.
2: He's not going to play every snap at every game. I, I thought that it was a, a really cool showcase of his talent. Um, you know, if it's up to him, I think that he just plays defense and, uh, you know, he ends up being a first-rounder. But, you know, what if he's that everything player? You know, uh, yeah. well, you're a Michigan guy. Uh, we haven't really seen that type of player uh, rise to national prominence since, you know, since Woodson. And before Woodson, uh, you know, I'd say Deion himself.
4: Yeah. And I so I don't know. I, I I think I think you're right. I think he could probably just play defense mainly and then, you know, maybe they bring him in on offense in certain situations or especially down by the red zone. Or or like if they're gonna make you know, take a big play. Or they could also bring him on the field just to like as a decoy too on offense.
2: I, I can see all of those things happening. Uh, I I'd say that he play, plays when and where needed. Uh, how about TCU um, as a top twenty team? Obviously, they lose uh, Duggan. Um, you know, you you saw them beat up on your uh, Michigan Wolverines in the semifinal, but uh, you know. Put up a, a virtual no show against uh, Georgia in the championship. Do you think that there's a little bit of that championship game hangover that uh, resided with them, or do you think they just got beat by a Colorado team that's pretty damn good?
4: Probably a little bit of both, and I also think they, you know, I mean, well, not I think they they lost a lot of talent uh, a, after the last season. So I don't know. I, I I think it's a little bit of both, but I I definitely think that color I don't know that Colorado puts that showcase up against last year's TCU team but either way it's a huge win for them a huge win for the program and really for you know the pack whatever you want to call it at this point
2: uh do you think that uh, there's anything to what the Pac-12 uh, was able to do, uh, you know, between USC being two and zero because they played it in week zero, and every team in the conference literally, uh, you know, winning their week one game, I, I, I think that there's, you know, I, I think there's a little bit to be questioned there for sure. I I think that when you look at some of these opponents, and Jen and I were fortunate enough to uh, get down to Sun Devil Stadium on Thursday to watch Arizona State. Uh, We didn't stay for the whole thing because the stadium got evacuated at uh, halftime. It was like nothing that uh, I've ever seen before. I mean, I've seen dust storms, uh, but not just out of nowhere, uh, in the, you know, in the middle of a football game, uh, it really took, you know, the, the, dust took over with about a minute and a half left in the first half and Arizona state was driving, uh, towards the goal line and it just became unbearable. We left the stadium and we found out five minutes later that they evacuated the entire stadium. They didn't resume that game until like uh 11 o'clock local time. So, uh, we were home, and of course, uh, we weren't able to watch it because we have TV and uh, per usual, the Arizona State FCS you know, versus FCS opponent is on the Pac-12 network. I'll tell you what, something that wasn't on uh, the Pac-12 network uh, was actually on ESPN on Thursday would have been uh, Utah and Florida. Now, Utah had the game in Gainesville a year ago and they let it get away and they ended up losing 29 to 26. No such thing happening this year. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say that Florida uh, deserves to be unranked and U- Utah's probably a top 25 team uh, coming in to, the, to that one at number 14.
4: Yeah. Uh, this, that game I actually, I had a fun or funny experience. Uh, I was at the bar on Thursdays as I usually am. And there was like three or four guys sitting next to me or like not next to me, but kind of down the bar a little bit. And two of them had bet on Utah and one of them had bet on Florida. So you can just imagine what the reactions were like. Uh, I I don't know how much they bet. If it was a significant, it seemed like it was a significant amount of money, but it also could have just been them rubbing it in the one guy's face who bet on Florida. But either way, it was very entertaining.
2: Oh, that's always funny, especially when it's somebody else that's going through it, because, you know, one of the primary reasons I don't gamble is because I don't want to agonize over, you know, over every result. I don't even play fantasy because I don't want to agonize over a player uh, getting tackled at the uh, one yard line. Hey, just just to add some uh, context to the Pac-12's undefeated week one. I mentioned that Utah beat Florida, but that's not much of an upset. Uh, Arizona state, Southern Utah. That's an FCS school. Hawaii, uh, hung with Vander- Vanderbilt in week one. Uh, they played Stanford and, uh, you know, put up 24 points. So Hawaii is going to be a little bit better this year. Uh, Portland state allowed Oregon to hang 81 on them. Uh, no feather in the cap for Oregon for running it off. Uh, congratulations to that duck mascot for doing his, uh, his pushups, uh, Washington all over Boise state. Uh, uh, you know, Chris Peterson was in the studio for that one. Uh, North Texas fell to Cal. Uh, a lot of money went towards North Texas, but Cal's not that bad this year. Uh, Nevada. Uh, I put it up up on the uh, Jeff Rich Talks Facebook page. Uh, I think that USC might be one might have been one of the better teams in the Mountain West Conference based on what they did in the first two weeks of the season. Colorado State, no, con- you know, uh, no contest for. Washington State, uh, Arizona all over in-state FCS, uh, 38-3 to over Norton, uh, Northern Arizona. Coastal Carolina uh, not ready for primetime in the, the uh, Rose Bowl. And then DJ Uyangalele, uh put up a show in his Oregon State debut. Uh, they beat San Jose State in the Bay Area 42-17. to And uh, we'll throw it to a break. Jen will have your scores from Major League Baseball. I'm Jeff Rich, Daniel Ogden's in San Francisco. This is Sports Byline, uh, Sports Overnight America, and we'll be right back.
5: Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Doran's Publishing. Call right now, and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now.
0: 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. What she says is final. Jen Rich is always keeping score. Here on Sports Overnight America
3: hello again it's time from the sports byline update desk where i am always keeping score still only scoring major league baseball had a handful of games today we'll start over in the american league where they were just like hit crazy. We had some like really high scores. So the Twins took care of the Guardians 20 to 6. The Royals beat the Red Sox or the White Sox 12 to 1. Astros hit five home runs in their 13 to 6 win over the Rangers. Oakland rallied to force extras, but Toronto took care of it in the 10th inning, 6 to 5 final there. The Red Sox stopped a 13 game losing skid at Tropicana. They have not won there since April 23rd. 22, they go seven to three over the Rays, and then the Angels lost to the Orioles six to three. Over the National League, the Pirates snatch one from the Braves four to two. The Padres lost to the Phillies nine to seven. Cubs shut out the Giants five to nothing, and the Rockies lost to the Dimebacks four to two. One game over in interleague action, where the Reds topped the Mariners six to three, and that's all I has.
2: All right, uh you know, every week is going to be huge in Major League Baseball, Daniel. Uh, I, I think the uh, Giants uh, seem to be acquiescing to your request that uh, they're going to lose baseball games, and Gabe Kapler uh, will probably uh, you know, he's on the hot seat now, but he won't be on it in February and March because uh, I, I think the Giants missed the playoffs. He's out, right?
4: I don't know. I mean, I like to think so, or hope so, but I th- I can't remember. I think that him and Farhan's contracts are both up at the end of next year, I want to say.
2: I so, mean, you want a complete cleaning of the house. You, I want just, it all gone.
4: I up, want right. everything new. Yeah, bring it. You know what I'd like to bring in? People who actually know baseball instead of running numbers. Like, like treat the players like people and and not like you're playing MLB The Show. That's just a
2: simple request, you know, that's
4: it. That's all I want.
2: What are you building around? I mean, if you're forced to use the existing pieces, what are you building that team around at the uh, present time?
4: Well, so, I mean, in theory, you'd be building it. I mean, Patrick Bailey is definitely like a major league baseball player. He's one of the best defensive catchers already great player he's proven himself he's also like the only young guy of theirs that they've actually let play every day and kind of like allow them to you know prove himself but he's been great so he you keep him for sure and then you're supposed to be building around luciano but like you brought him up for two games and then sent him back down um, you're supposed to bring, be building around Luis Matos, but you bring him up and down like he's, you know, Austin Slater five years ago. And th- you know, besides that, as far as pitching, you basically just have Logan Webb because Cobb's like 36 years old, even though he's been great for them. And you don't really have any other starters. I mean, Dee Scalfani's hurt every other day. Wood isn't even a starter anymore. It's just they got they got Webb and
2: Patrick Bailey basically. Yeah, and other than that, uh, it's, it's a bunch of glorified uh, openers with both you know, bullpen games.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you do have Duvall has been f- fantastic this year. He, I think, recently he's had a you know bit of a hiccup, um, but he was really struggled at the beginning of the year, and then the like he really struggled with the pitch clock. Once he kind of figured that out, he was lights out, uh, made the All Star team. So that that's at least one other piece you can build around.
2: You remember how much we talked about the pitch clock the opening week of the season? And I, I mean, my feeling about it is. A- Time was, it's going to bother some pitchers, you know, particularly relievers, with uh, it, you know, when you have the runners on base, you know, the 15 seconds, and we saw a lot of pitch clock violations in April, a few more in May, and basically since the beginning of June, it's it's virtually been a non-issue. You see a couple of violations called, but uh, you don't see it get to the players' heads like like I saw it a lot. Uh, early on in the season, uh, you know, staying out in the National League West, you know, as much as Giants fans, you know, hate the position that they're in, uh, you know, on the cusp of the wild card, uh, you know, maybe some higher expectations over these last couple of seasons, but Arizona has got to be celebrating being in basically the exact same spot, maybe a game up uh, because it, it's just been so desolate for The Diamondbacks, you know, uh, no playoff since 2017. And then everything's going right with the pitching staff. I mean, you're getting it out of uh, Gallon and Merrill Kelly, even though he had to uh, leave his start. Being able to play the Rockies, uh, uh, you know, quite a bit um, is definitely beneficial for uh, the Diamondbacks. But this is going to be a fun run down the stretch, especially, uh, you know, if Chicago, uh, you know, the Cubs and the Diamondbacks are... Um, you know, neck and neck in a wild card race. And the Cubs are up a few games right now, but uh, they go through, you know, don't the Cubs go through San Francisco or, or they're there now? and then they play the Diamondbacks uh this coming weekend so uh it, it could be you know some absolute chaos uh not necessarily with the divisions i think the cubs are close enough to compete with milwaukee uh obviously Atlanta and the Dodgers have things taken care of but uh that wild card race in the national league is going to be uh you know something to keep your eye on over these next couple of weeks
4: yeah and i you know i mean i obviously philly i think is pretty clearly is going to take that that spot i also like watching them more and more they are on fire right now and if they keep rolling like that into the playoffs i could see them challenging the braves and the dodgers in the in the national league for sure i mean if turner it seems like turner as bad as he was the first two three months of the season he's like that good right now and harper's on another planet too
2: yeah, I, I want to see what happens. I, I want to see if this uh you know if this bottleneck uh, for that uh, third spot uh, continues because you got Cincinnati that's uh, right there uh um you know not the same number of wins and losses but uh, same number of you know uh, same same in the percentage point column. Miami's three games over, 500. The Giants are two games over. And then, you know, you figure uh, San Diego's, uh, you know, very much done. Uh, over in the American League, uh, you know, Baltimore is, is going to uh, be in a neck-and-neck neck race with Tampa till the end of the season. But they've been playing some really good ball there in Baltimore, uh, you know, Seattle, Texas, and Houston. I think that's going to come down to the last weekend of the season. And then Minnesota with a win uh in in these next two days basically locks up the central division because uh you know this was a series that cleveland and you know cleveland has minnesota coming into their house uh down five to uh start the start the series they basically needed a sweep just to get it down to like two games so that they could uh you know scoreboard watch and try to you know control their own destiny as much as they could going into the end of the year but uh Minnesota is just, I, I, they they hit a little bit better, uh, you know, not having Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie for a good uh, portion of the season. They just started throwing again this week. Um, I, I think that that definitely worked to the uh, Guardians' disadvantage. And then uh, uh, thus far, the Guardian Angels experiment uh, hasn't worked, you know. I, I ran into a Twins uh, fan at the, the ASU tailgate on on Thursday, and uh, he just kind of smacked me in the chest. He said, "You guys are dicks. You know, you uh, <laughs> you you just picked out, you just claimed all those players from the Angels so that we wouldn't." And I I think that there is a little bit bit of games, gamesmanship on Cleveland's part because they were within, uh, you know, kept, you know, at least a. Uh, a, a long shot of catching the twins. Uh, but, you know, if the, if the twins strengthen up and of course they would throw uh, Lopez and more at Cleveland and then not use them again for the rest of the season. If Minnesota had them. So um, we will see if any of these other players pan out, but uh, the Giolito experience uh, did not go well to uh, start things off there.
4: Yeah. And, and I think Cleveland's actually coming to uh, San Francisco next week.
2: Oh, oh, maybe uh maybe the riches will have to uh to venture up to San Francisco next week. I I do see that there's uh a, a game a Friday night game in San Jose on the 22nd of September. Uh we're already planning on going to the Saturday game in Fresno between Fresno and Kent State on the 23rd. So, uh that might be a contest. So it looks like they've uh you know they they've done some things to fix up uh, San Jose State's uh, stadium. It looks like they've actually built up that non uh, grandstand side.
4: Yeah, I mean it's still pretty much a piece of crap, but it's you know
2: <laughs> it's it's still
4: a fun time though. I still like going to the to the games there. You know. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's something like snafu.com. dot com. I know that that's not it. Uh, I, I oh, was actually. Looking oh, also,
4: at- you have to go. You have to go get the churros. Churro time is a must at San Jose. If you didn't go before, you got to get the churros.
2: All right. Uh, I'm. Pie. I'm. That
4: is like the one thing you have to do, no matter what. It's. Uh, I believe it's third baseline, um, right across from the bar. But you got to get the churros. That is just.
2: Uh... Wait, you said third base line is is the San Jose Giants or yeah, San it's Jose? Yes, San uh... Jose Giants. Yeah. Oh, I, I was talking about the uh, Spartans. The uh,
4: oh, the, the actual. Team. Oh, okay. I don't know about that stadium. Sorry.
2: Yeah. I, well, uh, you know, when I flew in for Monday Night Football a couple of years ago, I, I definitely. Um, I definitely flew over it. I was like, "Wow, do they only have bleachers on one side?" I know that Air Force has it like it has it set up like that. And Jen was there for like the Silicon Valley Classic back when they played that. Uh, I think the last year that was 2004. Uh, so she's that's a stadium that she's been in uh, that I have not. So I, I'm interested in catching up, but I'm also interested in seeing uh, the Fresno State uh, experience on a, a Saturday night in September. All right, uh, sounds like it's time to say hey to everybody listening on. The AFN. Uh, We appreciate what you do. You're listening to Daniel, Jeff, and Jen on Sports Overnight America. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we'll be right back.
1: I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured. You've been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now you could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered and time to file is almost gone so
0: please call right now 800-535-6078 800-535-6078 800-535-6078 that's 800-535-6078 It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647.
5: Has someone in your family lost a job recently, and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property, and your tenants aren't paying you?
0: with Jen and Jeff Rich. All right, everybody, welcome
2: back. Thanks for staying up with us. It is Sports Overnight America, Labor Day weekend edition, or at least coming out of the Labor Day weekend. So, uh, you know, for a lot of us, it's uh, Monday through Friday, straight through uh, until we get to the Thanksgiving holiday at the end of November. So, Hang on and uh you'll know, get used to the grind over the uh next couple of weeks. That doesn't apply to me by the way. Daniel, uh you know, I am going to get away as much as possible. Um we have used vacation time very sparingly over the last year because uh you know, our domicile situation has been so uncertain, but, uh, we're back to life. We're back to normal. We've got functioning bathrooms. We've got a floor without any holes in it. So, uh, things could be a lot worse. Uh, you know, we're coming up on the end of the summer. Uh, I think that we've both written off our, uh, l- well, not our local major league baseball teams. Cause I local team in my market has a better chance than, uh, you know, my Quote unquote home team uh, back in Northeast Ohio. But uh, this is a cool time of year. Uh, you've got the NFL season starting. You've got the most significant baseball. At least you can identify what baseball is significant. And, you know, the, the rest of the teams that are just finishing out their season, uh, college football, and the NFL is like a double whammy coming at you. And you've got, you know, about six weeks before. The other sports uh, start to invade the uh, the market share of the uh, casual sports fan, but uh, for now, it's it's all good times. Um you know, big time college football programs, unless they schedule, uh, you know, tough in the uh, first couple of weeks of the season, you're going to see a lot of teams that are, you know, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, and then you get to October and, uh, you know, those numbers start to, uh, to dwindle away a little bit. Um, you know, we talked about baseball, do you have any, uh, do you have any hot takes, uh, as we, uh, run down this last month of the MLB season, Daniel. Hot takes.
4: I guess my hot take is um, what this season has really taught me is uh, when it comes to baseball, I am a get-off-my-lawn old man. I hate the pitch clock. I hate any clocks being involved in baseball. I hate the analytics crap. I hate, like I say over and over again, but I'm going to say it again, I hate watching them treat players like they're computers. And, um... Yeah, I'm like Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino, just yelling at kids.
2: Yeah, hopefully <laughs> you're not using the uh, same derogatory uh, language. But, Definitely uh,
4: not, but you know, just yelling at kids.
2: I, I have a feeling that would go that uh, his character w- would have gone over very differently in San Francisco than it did in uh, you know the setting that was Detroit for Gran Torino there. Yes,
4: I would agree with that. Definitely. Uh,
2: you a daytime TV guy at all? I know you work kind of uh, odd hours you. Yeah, uh, I do work
4: uh, I do work odd hours in the uh, let's just say my schedule is quite eclectic and I never really know exactly when I'm doing whatever, but yeah, I I do end up watching a little bit of daytime TV with my mom if I happen to be home or whatever. Oh, and then also real quick, I know you guys had a big construction like just the situation in general but I got one for you that at least you can be thankful it didn't happen to you my neighbor down the street uh, tree root is like r- killing their driveway right it comes all the way up through the driveway they had to um, you know crack the driveway down and, and, and get rid of it and they're trying to get rid of this stump with all the roots and come to find out that for whatever reason when they built their house they built you know the house and then because that tree is like you know had to be like 120 years old or whatever they planted the tree right on top of the pg&e like power line oh dear yeah so their entire like front yard is just like completely shredded and it's taken like two months and they still have no anything but anyway I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I digress. I, I
2: could go on, you know, because as soon as we were all fixed up, our neighbor starts, uh, te- you know, tearing apart, uh, their driveway. They took down the carport. There's a giant trench in the, uh, in the front yard. And it's been that way for, you know, a couple of months now. And, uh, you know, I, I don't envy their situation just coming out of the, uh, the peril that, uh, we just experienced. I, you know, I, I, I what I think is a hot take of yours is, uh, it sounds like you're picking Philadelphia to defend their National League crown. I
4: I I think if they keep this up, they definitely have a chance. They are a scary team to me, and it also seems like I've seen Nola pitch twice in the last month, and he looks like he's kind of back to where he was. I you know if Turner's hot, and if you know if somebody else gets hot in that lineup to kind of go with Turner and Harper, they they could. You know, I mean, they could do it. I I think they could. I I think that's. I've been. You know, we've been kind of waiting for somebody to step up besides the Braves and the Dodgers, and I think it could be them. I'd also really like to see Miami get in the playoffs.
2: Okay, I can, I could definitely uh, go along with that, and they're they're right there. I mean, they're just a half game behind uh, Arizona and Cincinnati in the uh, in the wild card hunt. Now I. I'm going to go chalk in the National League. I I think that the Braves are the team that will represent the National League. And actually, I I think that I I might pick them to win. But I'm going to look at Baltimore or Seattle. Uh, You know, your not usual suspects come out of the American League. And, and, you know, maybe that's not too bold of a prediction because they are the teams with the, you uh, you know, top records. In the uh, you know in the American League, but Baltimore to uh, survive the hot start by Tampa and beat them head to head, and you know, and, and it's not over until it's over. But I think they're in a good position over these next couple of weeks to uh, to take things home. I, I like the Mariners more than I like Houston, or and, and I think that it's just J. Rod love. But I, you know, I really love what they've been able to do because they've got a fight for, you know, what Houston's been. They've got Bochi in Texas, and they've got the big arms, you know, with the Rangers. Seattle, you know, they they've been kind of on the uh, on the cusp of things. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, they, they can get buried by either of the Texas teams in these next couple of weeks. But um, I'm looking at a very southeast-based uh, World Series between Baltimore and the Atlanta Braves. I think that uh, Tampa and the Braves would be uh, really fun for that region as well, whereas the rest of the country is going to be like, ah, who gives a damn about this sport?
4: Yeah, I think I'd still have to lean uh, towards the Astros just because of the pitching I think they're I just like their rotation and uh you know when you have two or three really solid pitchers in a series especially a short series um you know in the first round and then when you get to I mean even the seven best of seven still pretty short series but you know I mean they they have Verlander they have Valdez uh Christian Javier's When he's on, that guy's one of the most Filthy pitchers in the league I do like J-Rod I mean, he's incredibly fun to watch And I actually really like the Orioles too Um, Rushman's probably One of my favorite young players But I would probably Still go with Houston Um, I'm always kind of the Until they get, you know, knocked off Like completely, then I always Kind of go back
2: to The teams
4: that usually seem to win every year
2: Uh, I like Baltimore's bullpen, you know, uh, hopefully Bautista's health holds up, but um, I like what they're able to do on the uh, back end there, and then they, you know, they, their, their starting rotation. They've got the studs throughout, so uh, it'll be fun to watch. I, I think that this could be one of their years, like the twenty fourteen Royals who lost to the Giants in the World Series. Maybe they're just a year away, but I think that they need to make kind of a uh, a run in October. They can't be a uh, one and done type of team. Hey, we only got a couple of minutes uh, left here, and this is the last time we're going to talk before you know talk to each other on the air before mean uh, before the season starts, uh Lions at Chiefs on uh Thursday night. So uh let's just do the lightning round. Uh AFC East, uh Rodgers to the Jets. Uh, it's been Buffalo's to lose the last couple of seasons. Maybe Miami's a little bit better. Uh, you know, and the Patriots are always lurking there. Uh who you like out there? Buffalo. I'm I'm um, big on Buffalo this year. I'm uh, I'm good on Buffalo. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami make some noise there. And The Jets are a little bit overhyped. I think that they're going to be better defensively because you know of Soleil's leadership. Uh, but I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is next necessarily a plug and play option there uh, for uh, for the New York Jets. And they've always just had a stigma against them. All right, uh, your division, the South. Um, I, I'm gonna say that that's Trevor, you know, Trevor and the Jaguars division to lose.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Titans just because of uh, superstition.
2: And you like Mike Vrabel a lot too. I uh, do,
4: I do, but I just can't pick them, so I'm picking the Titans.
2: All right, AFC North. Ravens. All right. Uh, I'm really tempted to uh, pick Cleveland here. I think Cincinnati's got some serious regression issues on their hands. Uh, They still have that top receiving core, but uh you know if you they get sixty percent of uh Joe Burrow by rushing him back, then uh I don't know how their season's gonna go because they don't have burrow their season's over. It's kind of like we don't you know the the Colts didn't give any of uh, Peyton's backups reps because eighteen goes down we're screwed uh all right and then uh and, and officially i think i say i say the uh the Ravens in the north uh how about out west chiefs
4: and I'd also say I'll say the North with a caveat. If Pickett plays well, I think Pittsburgh could win that division too.
2: See, that's the last thing that I want to hear. Uh, you know, after all those years of uh, Roethlisberger there in Pittsburgh, but it's all about having the quarterback. I mean, when Bradshaw was there, they won four. When Ben was there, uh, they won their other two. All right. Uh, I, obviously, I picked the Chiefs, and I'm, I'm going to extend that to say that obviously I picked the Eagles in the, the NFC East. But Dallas, uh, I want to. I'm are going, you, you, boys. Okay, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I, I, think that they, you know, they've certainly got the pieces, and and their defense is really solid. But I, I just don't tr- trust uh, McCarthy. All right, uh, the the North is completely up for grabs. I know that the Lions are the uh, trendy team, but I'm going to go with the Vikings. I
4: am going to go with Green Bay. I think Jordan Love's going to play well, and everyone's going to be like, "What the hell."
2: All right. And then the, uh, the NFC South. I, I, I think that I'm kind of holding my nose uh, with that division. Uh, pick a team. Maybe Baker Mayfield uh, leads Tampa Bay to a division champion. Kyle
4: Trash. I mean, Trask. I mean, Kyle Trash. Uh, I'll go Saints. And Derek Carr. Derek Carr leads the division champs.
2: That's probably a pretty safe pick, and then I've got the uh, I've got the Niners in the last. Yeah, same, definitely, definitely. I, I I mean, did 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 Stafford just turn into a pumpkin after they uh, beat Cincinnati? Pretty much, physical?
4: pretty much, pretty much. It's yeah, I mean, at least it seems like it. And I I think overall, I think I don't know if you remember, but I feel like going into last year, the Bills were like super hyped up, like going into the season last year, and I feel like this year they're not but their team hasn't really changed much. So I think they're kind of going to overperform from what their expectations are, especially comparatively to last year. And I think this could be their year. But that's just my overall arcing thoughts.
2: I do want to see a full season of DJ Moore with uh, Justin Fields because I'm not ready to judge him yet. I think that it's easy to write off those guys that went to school in Columbus when they play the quarterback position because none of their predecessors have been at all successful uh, when Mike Tomzak is the benchmark.
4: Mike Tomzak, what a name! Spell that one twice. Uh,
2: T O M C Z A K, and I don't know if that's right, uh, but sounds right. Break. (laughs) On the other side, we'll say thank you and good night. Daniel with you, Jeff with you, Jen somewhere out here at Sports Overnight America. And we'll be right back.
1: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter,
0: Eight hundred seven six zero one eight four five. That's eight hundred seven six zero eighteen forty five. 1845 sports overnight america from phoenix with jen and jeff rich all
2: right everybody welcome back uh it is sports overnight america you can usually catch us at 10 p.m pacific time uh early in the week and sometimes a little later in the week but monday and tuesday uh you get the riches and on mondays you get uh daniel ogden as well uh michigan Uh, actually none of the top teams played anybody of note until you get down to number five uh, LSU obviously uh, will not be in the top ten after they're drubbing by Florida State but you know Ohio State plays Indiana yeah it's a league game yeah it's on the road but you know you're supposed to be competing for a national championship this season new quarterback at Ohio State but 23 to 3 is a little underwhelming but you know when you consider that Georgia's playing UT Martin and michigan's playing uh east carolina you gotta wait a little bit into the season and alabama rolled over whoever they played as well uh you gotta wait a little bit into the season to determine whether these teams are legit the one thing that you can tell from the uh, these teams playing weaker opponents is uh you know maybe who's definitely not legit daniel
4: yeah i just know that um we don't have an offense and we don't have a defense
2: we have a we fence (laughs)
4: i don't know if you saw that but uh classic jim harbaugh
2: no i and i saw the tributes to uh jim harbaugh and let me just say yawn and uh eye roll to that but uh a win's a win it was a big win for michigan uh because you could screw yourself but you can't really make a name for yourself this early in the season speaking of making a name for yourself congratulations jen northern illinois on the road at boston college uh They come away victorious, and that's a a win over the ACC for the Mid-American Conference. Uh, Definitely a feather in the cap and uh, maybe a sign of things to come for Thomas Hammock and uh, the Huskies there uh, outside of Chicago. Yeah, hopefully. In Northern Illinois, to be specific. All right, uh, for Jen, for Daniel, I'm Jeff Rich. Uh, This has been Sports Overnight America. Now stay tuned for more sports coming your way next hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.